Dr. Tammy Sorensen. Welcome to my exciting new holistic health podcast, Living with Ease. Living with Ease is designed to encourage and equip listeners with tools for living and releasing ease into the midst of all the dis-ease that continually bombards our atmospheres, lives, circumstances, and the culture we find ourselves navigating. Each week on Monday mornings and Thursday afternoons, I will share a new episode of Living with Ease that includes a new holistic frequency-infused instrumental piece specific to releasing ease into the dis-ease. My website, soundexpressions.net, contains all of the credentials and life experiences that have culminated, converged, and propelled me into living with ease. My music is available via digital distribution and streaming, as well as at tammysornson.com backslash music. Today's Living With Ease podcast is taken from my book, The Children's Heart Cry, The Sound of a Generation, and the chapter is entitled, Teach Me the Sound of Adoption. On Mother's Day 2020, I received the most heartwarming, unexpected gift from our middle daughter, Jocelyn. Her cover page read, A little while ago, I had taken some time to list some of my favorite memories of Dad, and I had also done one for you. However, Yours is a little different as it seemed to evolve into a list of qualities and memories. Mom, every year I realize more and more the caliber of human you are. You are not ordinary. You are magnificent and I admire the person you choose to be in excellence and dedication to the things and the people you love and serve. Thank you for being who you are. Love you forever and thank you for loving me. The following is one of the many things she wrote that brought tears of immeasurable blessings and joy to my heart. I share because of its pertinence to both the supernatural attributes and to the sound therapy frequencies and music presented as I do these podcasts and on my Children's Heart Cry album. God wasn't the only one listening. You don't understand how uplifting it was to walk around the house hearing you play piano, Mom. Your music and worship filled our home with beauty and life. By example, you taught us to honor the Lord with our time, heart, and skills. I know God is infatuated by you, and he adores you. And I know he was always listening to you when you played. But he wasn't the only one. Jocelyn is a beautiful, amazingly talented, vibrant, and godly woman with many creative giftings. I asked both her and her older sister, Jenna, also beautiful, compassionate, exceptionally creative, and uniquely gifted to contribute to this portion of my book and my podcast on the sound of adoption, its applications in their own personal journeys. The first is perspectives from Jocelyn. The general known understanding of the word adoption is as follows, a noun, the action or fact of legally taking another's child and bringing it up as one's own, or the fact of being adopted. There is nothing wrong with this definition. It's accurate, but leaves me discontent. At a glance, it appears that adoption can be summarized as transactional, when in reality, adoption goes beyond legalities and directly impacts the hearts, minds, and souls of all those involved. This journey is emotional, relational, transactional, and so much more. 
It's not as simple as signing a legal document and stating, you belong to me now. Like any covenant, I believe adoption is strengthened over time through consistent action and involvement. My name is Jocelyn. I am the adopted daughter of two godsons, Kevin and Tammy Sorensen. Before I was adopted, I did not have any understanding of what I was living without. Five years of my life's beginnings were lived out at an orphanage in the heart of Guatemala City, Guatemala. I was so disconnected that when I learned I was to fly to America to live with my new family, I thought it meant I had to travel to a different planet in a rocket ship. I had no idea where to locate America on a map, and I did not speak a word of English. Somehow, upon receiving gifts sent to us from a foreign country by people I had never met, I knew that I belonged. When I was able to bring a photo album of my American family for show and tell at my school, I was so eager to make it known that I belonged to them, that I had always belonged to them. It did not matter that our skin did not match. It did not matter that we didn't speak the same language. To me, it did not even matter that I hardly knew them. What I realized now in that moment, the most important thing for the first time in my life, was being aware I belonged. Today, I am 28 years old. I was adopted when I was eight years old and based on my story, abandoned at three years of age. I share this to highlight a very important and universal truth. We all have a story and we all have obstacles to face and overcome. For some of us, it will be years before we fully process and heal. For others, a single encounter may help with forgiveness and breakthrough. The goal is the same, is it not? Wholeness. In 2019, I believe God invited me on a journey that, on my own accord, I would not have sought out. A journey towards wholeness. I truly felt as though he pressed on my heart, suggesting it was time to look in and process my life story. This was something I had been avoiding for years, however. I did not want to look in. I did not want to find out what was broken about me. I did not want to admit I had unforgiveness and unaddressed bitterness in my soul. To be fully transparent, I was not even aware these things were in there. Something told me it was time in the knowledge of God's love for me that he would not lead me to something that did not have benefit and purpose for my good. Gave me the push to walk it through. I said, yes, Lord. Towards the beginning of the journey, God showed me an image. He gave me a vision of a circuit breaker panel, like the ones in homes. A well-labeled breaker panel indicates the wiring of the homes, so when a fuse is blown, one knows exactly which switch to flip in order to reset things again. No guessing required. However, the panel he showed me had two columns. One column contained a list of positive and negative emotions. The second column contained a list of reasons or events in my life that provoked these emotions. I knew the columns were supposed to match. The emotions were supposed to correlate with the events. However, the lists were scrambled and the orders did not make any sense. In other words, the breaker panel was broken. Most of the fuses were non-functional and badly mislabeled. I knew he was speaking of my internal condition and in my spirit, I heard, Jossie, it's time to connect the dots. I was quite surprised at how poorly I knew myself and how much internal work had to be done. From the moment of my adoption, I had decided my past life was behind me. 
I no longer wanted to be associated with a word I so desperately dreaded, abandoned. I did not want to be looked upon with pity, and I did not want to be seen as broken. When hearing the word orphan, what comes to mind? It's not likely that one imagines a well-groomed child joyfully gallivanting through green fields, right? No, you probably envision something that depicts sadness, poverty, helplessness, etc. Having been saved from that fate and having my eyes open to the realization that not all children start their lives out like I had, in my heart I wanted to distance myself from the orphan image. It probably did not help that my natural demeanor is bubbly and joyful. While I am certainly thankful for it now, I realized I used it as a coping mechanism. In my efforts to be seen as whole, I unintentionally suppressed emotions. I did not allow myself to examine pain, anger, disappointment, and a myriad of other emotions. I saw them as a threat to my shield of wholeness and belonging. Back to the circuit breaker panel. After years of an unhealthy mindset and professing to the Lord I wanted to walk in the fullness of what He had for me, He led me through the valley of emotions and toward His gift of genuine wholeness. For the first time, I had to face events in my life that caused me to rage with anger and disgust. I had to confront situations that either begged for forgiveness or bitterness. I had to face the truth that after all my efforts, I was broken and none of my human efforts would suffice. I had to admit I needed a Savior who knew me inside out, who would walk with me through it all and who would never forsake me. In this journey, my eyes were opened to the profoundness of the gift I received when I was adopted. I thought I had always been thankful. I thought I had always looked for the good before, but now I feel like I have magnifying glasses on when I think of what God has done for me in gifting me a family. I get to have a future and a purpose. I get to start a legacy. I get to tell others that beyond salvation, we are offered fullness of life. I get to spread the good news that there is a place for you, a place you belong, both physically and spiritually. Whether orphaned or not, we are all bombarded with lies about who we are and the temptations to believe them. The trick is to know the truth. Truth goes something like this. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Deuteronomy 31.8 For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29.11 For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Psalm 139, verses 13 to 18. You don't have to be fatherless to have an orphan spirit. I've heard my mom state a rendition of this statement multiple times, and I believe it wholeheartedly. I realize that belonging is not solely influenced by external events and individuals. Belonging is also an internal undertaking. 
What if the world was offered to you, but you determined you were not worth the gift? The urge to determine your own worth is strong, but it is not our battle. Did you know your worth has already been established? It is valued at priceless. Our battle is to believe it. As I conclude, I want to address you, the listener of this podcast, the reader of the children's heart cry, the sound of a generation. If you are listening to this podcast or reading the book, it is likely that you have a stunning heart for children in need around the world. I believe you are called and anointed to step up on their behalf. But I want to remind you, friend, that you are also someone's child. He desires to see you fulfilled and refreshed. The journey of adoption is not an easy one, as you may have discerned from my own journey. It is an unpredictable one, but I believe it is one worth making. I share my testimony because maybe one day you, or someone you know, may consider pursuing the journey of adoption. While there will be days you question your decision-making, you can be assured that you have made an unfathomable impact in a child's life, just as my family did for me. It's not a journey you embark on for glory's sake. My parents will tell you that. But one you must engage with the mindset Jesus had when he died for us. He did not die with the promised guarantee we would choose him. He died for all to have the option to one day choose him. I truly believe this correlates with the journey of adoption. The children you impact may or may never comprehend the fullness of who you are and what you have given on their behalf. Making that promise would be unfair to any family considering adoption. The children you impact will be blessed with the gift of opportunity. I believe your consistent loving kindness and direction will take them to great heights. One day I hope to adopt, so I am preaching to the choir. For now, if you initiate it before me, know that I am cheering you on and that someone is lifting you up. Be blessed. The second half of this podcast is perspectives from her older sister, Jenna Ariella. To have been adopted is one of the greatest privileges and most beautiful gifts I have and will ever receive. Our family's adoption story is a good one, not a perfect one, but a good one. I don't think a parent or child is ever prepared for what adoption means or what an impact it will have on parents' lives or on the child's life. I am forever grateful to have been adopted, to have been handpicked along with my younger brother and sister to become part of my family. My two younger biological siblings and I spent about five years in an orphanage in Guatemala. We were well taken care of and did not realize it was not typical for most children to consider 40 other children their family. I would not change those five years in the orphanage. As I got a little older, I began to learn about adoption. It seemed that every time I made a new best friend, they were suddenly adopted. Naturally, eight-year-old me, with a limited understanding of prayer, prayed to God, baby Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and any saint I was made aware of at that time as we grew up in a Catholic Christian orphanage. My prayer was answered when I turned 10 years old. The day came when my siblings and I were to meet our adoptive parents. The ladies who had taken care of us for five years dressed us up. My sister and I had our hair braided and slicked back with baby oil. I still vividly remember that day. I also remember not realizing that adoption meant my siblings and I would go and live with our new family in a new country, learning a new language, and becoming citizens of another nation. We also didn't realize there would be snow, 
lots and lots of snow. My adoptive siblings, my biological siblings, and myself were all deeply impacted by the adoption. All of us are now adults. Some of us have processed the journey, while some have only begun to process what it meant to blend a family and to be adopted. Our family's story was not always perfect. It was not always pretty, nor was it always easy. I don't know how our parents were able to raise six strong-headed kids and still be able to reach in and pull out each of our own individual giftings and characters. All I can say is thank you. When I was younger, my parents don't know this, I would spend hours trying to think of ways I could repay my parents for all they gave me. As an adopted child, I never fully understood how to navigate a relationship with my mom and dad. I have good parents, yet I didn't understand what a daughter was supposed to do. I thought if I would respect them and somehow pay them back, then they would know I loved them and was thankful for them. I did not understand that it is impossible to repay someone for the gift of opportunity. Fast forward to a few weeks ago, my sister Jocelyn and I recently had the opportunity to take our mom on a little getaway to spend a couple of days at a beautiful South Carolinian beach. Hearing our mom laugh and being part of bringing her a little joy was priceless. Rushing to get up early one morning, making our coffee, getting our towels, and hurrying to catch the sunrise at the beach was a special memory. To be able to bring joy and share experiences with our parents is going to be truly special. Today, I'm starting to understand that being a daughter is to know I am loved, regardless of where I am in life. Being a daughter means to appreciate and to build memories with my parents. About to turn 31 years old, I am at a fun stage in life. I have been married for almost 10 years to an amazing, brilliant, and kind man. We don't have children yet, but are starting the process of learning about adoption. My husband wants at least 100 kids, but he will have to settle for three, maybe four. Together, my husband and I are growing our remodeling business and are currently, as this podcast airs, in Guatemala with a team, including my sister Jocelyn, remodeling an orphanage for special needs children. Our big dream is to one day create and build an entrepreneurial center and sports complex in Guatemala. The center will be a place where at-risk youth can learn a trade, create their own small businesses, and when they are ready, we will be able to fund their business startups. The drive to grow our construction business is to make the dream of an entrepreneurial center and sports complex our reality. We dream of a space where youth will be given opportunities. Providing opportunity and sparking a dream in a child or youth is one of the most special privileges we can imagine. Opportunity is the gift that was given to me and my siblings when we were adopted. This opportunity opened our eyes to dream big and to spark a dream in the lives of hundreds. One day thousands of children at risk in Guatemala and around the world. Opportunity is almost something I didn't know, but my parents took a leap of faith and adopted me, my younger sister, and my younger brother. Today I have a family, I am married, I am running two businesses, my nonprofit Children's Foundation has become a reality, and I live in the greatest country in the world, the land of opportunity. I pray listening to the girls' testimonies has blessed you as much as it has blessed me. Revisiting what they shared and what they wrote, especially in this season, I'm going to conclude today's podcast with a holistic frequency-infused 
Holy Spirit-inspired instrumental piece from my Sound Expressions for the Wounded Heart album in 639 Hertz, which is actually the heart gateway. The piece is entitled Broken to Whole. Be abundantly blessed. Mm -hmm. 